go. You're listening to Rumination Thursday Law and Gospel on this April the 29th in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me on the phone is Pastor Wes Reimnitz. Hi, Wes. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, I think, after having looked at a certain deck of cards. I got a real good future ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe you would you would uh, wake up and figure out a way to predict the future. Oh, yes. Actually, what Wes contacted us about, you know, when people leave Christianity, or if they are not Christian, they still need to find an area of comfort. And the devil is very, very wise. The devil produces in the minds of people ways in which they can find comfort apart from the Christian faith. And what Wes discovered in taking a look at various articles is that there is a tarot boom. Is that how you pronounce tarot? Well, that's about as close as I could come to it. I I thought so, too. But the, what was interesting is what generation is the boom hitting on this tarot thing? Generation Z. Can you explain the generations? Well, uh, you know, uh, they target ages. Yeah, baby boomers are 46 to 64. I'm a baby boomer. Generation X, millennials were were the so-called current. Now, Generation Z, uh, born about 1996 to about uh, 2020, is the next generation, which is roughly your six-year-olds to your 24-year-olds, and the the Nearest I could tell on the Generation Z, it's, it's specifically somewhere between the ages of 12 and 20 are in this tarot card thing that's going on. Now, a lot of people have no idea what you're talking about when you talk about tarot cards. Can you give a little background to that? Well, I didn't know a whole bunch about it, too, till I started reading up on it. Uh, again, tarot cards have been around since the 1700s, 1800s, somewhere in Europe that there was there. Uh, it started out as a card game, but, uh, with all kinds of images on it that, that, uh, uh, that they have, like the high priestess, the empress, the, the devil, the death, the hangman. It's a form of divination, which literally means divine or higher self. Uh, in looking at it, you get a tarot card deck. Is you have to touch each card to get your energy into it, the flow of energy. Because if somebody else touched it, their energy is into it. There's a whole variety of steps that go with it that that uh, you play with the cards and they, they give you your future. I think we've seen that in some movies where a person will go into a fortune teller's tent or something or their house or their room and they have a set of cards and they start turning them over and then the fortune 
fortune teller lady either has a big smile on her face or, oh, no, she says. And it's really kind of interesting. In fact, the latest movie I saw where that was in there, um, the fortune teller said, uh, do you know somebody whose first name begins with J? And, of course, who doesn't know that? I mean, everybody's right. got somebody who's. And they said, um, well, you got to be careful of that person or that's somebody that you should go out on a date with or something like that. And so tar tarot cards are meant to help you be comforted by telling you the future. And as you indicated, they began in the 1800s, but the American audience really got involved in the 1960s. And in 2016 and 2017, the sale of tarot decks increased by 30%. Oh, yeah. And what's interesting with, with the internet now, you can go get uh, self-guided tours of tarot card decks depending upon the deck that you get for for your use. But uh, again, the, the the problem is that it tries to predict the future. Well, uh, you know, there's two. There's always been two ways that I looked at predicting the future. One is you go downtown St. Louis, drive drive 90 miles an hour through the, the streets of St. Louis, you're going to, I can predict the outcome, you're going to get hit or you're going to hit somebody. That's probably possible. Although it depends what time you do that. Driving oh, yeah. Uber, it's, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning. But I, I see guys, I, I tell you, they're going through red lights, they're not stopping, uh, they're going way over the speed limit. It appears that many of the police are just not pulling anybody over these days for obvious traffic offenses, but that's that's another point. Right. Um, tarot reading is part of what we call divination. And where does that word come from? Well, divine. Yes. A higher being or your higher self. Is, is another one that uh, is used out there. Now, what's interesting is there appears to be Bible verses against this practice. Well, it depends on which Bible verses you have. You know, in, in the Catechism, uh, of course, which commandment do we, we place this under? I would say the second, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, which means yeah, you're not using divination for a proper purpose. Right. Well, Luther's explanation, we should fear and love God that we may not use witchcraft, lie or deceive by his name. So it falls under witchcraft. One of the Bible passages that the Catechism itself puts, and, and I point out the Catechism because that's that's something that Luther used every day in his life. He would pray the Catechism, and I, I often refer to it in my daily devotions, and and uh, in the depending on which Catechism you use in question forty-two or question. Uh, 
32 on different catechism, what is using witchcraft by God's name. And there it is, Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 12, you should not be found among you any that make a son or daughter pass through the fire or use divination or observer of times, an enchanter or witch, a charmer or a consulter, familiar with spirits or wizard or knave or crunchy. But uh, these things are an abomination to the Lord. So and that was Deuteronomy of, what? 18, 10 to 12. Yes. Now, the verse I looked up was in Leviticus. 19. Leviticus 19, verse 21. Do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out and so make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. So that's really clear. You got a choice. You can either use tarot cards and try and figure out your future, or you trust in the Lord your God. It doesn't mean he's going to tell you your future, but through faith in Jesus Christ, you have a future in which you are secure and know that even when bad things happen to you, God is in charge of them and will not cause you uh, any problems that he isn't there to help you through. Very well explained. And one of the reasons I brought up this article is Generation Z is kind of passing the millennials. And we have discussed earlier about millennials leaving the church and becoming the nuns, the N-O-N-E-S. And what has happened is that younger generation has been lost or is in the process of being lost, being caught up in in these things like the tarot cards. Well, years ago, of course, people would really look down on someone who had an abortion or had a homosexual experience. And this is similar with tarot cards. What has happened is that the stigma of doing those things is dying down. In fact, now, if you speak out against them, you become a stigma to people, the very opposite of what the Bible says. And so the stigma of reading tarot cards, you'll see people from all belief systems using them also. Now, the most recent surge, according to the article, is specifically being led by young black tarot readers and those in the gay community. And then the reader of the article says, that's a good thing. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We've been waiting for you. Well, that's the devil talking. They welcome people into unbelief. Right. Yeah, I found that interesting too. That they that they're they're going after various crowds, but but uh, it kind of reminds me of the Bible passage in the Gospels, where the, the the road leading to hell is wide open, but the gates towards towards heaven is a narrow path. Yes, the other problem that's caused uh, tarot reading to being to grow is the fact of our being quarantined so much and social media is growing 
And the word on Tarot has spread quickly then because it gives something to do when you're at home, you're not with friends, etc. And therefore there's a noticeable noticeable upswing in interest in that area. Well, it's bound to happen, you know, with the internet, you can find good things, you can find bad things, and you get a friend that, that is hooked into the tarot card, and they, they take you to a platform like TikTok, and uh, you're all of a sudden captured into that thinking, hey, I can predict my future, I can see what my outcome's going to be by feeding in certain information and getting certain cards together. Yes, uh, the thing that I was unaware of is there's not just one tarot deck, there's a whole number of them. In fact, one of the leading publishers of tarot decks just opened up six more, which means they have different pictures, etc. And you have to be taught how to read. In fact, I was looking at a video about it, and a lady who's been involved a long time, she says it's a a whole lifetime of experience and interest in order to read them properly. And she reads them for other people. Right. You can do, you can go online and get that. You can also uh, get books on guides and meanings of the various, various books or various cards and figure those things out. Yeah, there's a new form of uh, tarot cards called Oracle Decks, and that's mm. with really younger readers. This is a, now listen to this. It's a good resource for people looking for daily comfort. Now, mm. if that isn't a way that the devil, Satan, gets people to go against God's word because they think it is, more comfortable, it makes them happier. And so this esoteric system of tarot cards is just as bad as worshiping an idol. Hey, you just used the $5 word, esoteric. What do we mean by esoteric? Well, you're the one who told me about the article. What do you mean? <laughs> Well, when I looked it up, it, it talked about uh, a special or secret knowledge, a special interpretation. Well said, and, yes. And See, uh, the Bible isn't secret knowledge. You can read the Bible, and most people can interpret it properly. I mean, who cannot figure out when the Bible says he died on the cross and rose from the dead— that that's talking about a crucifixion and a resurrection. What they can't figure out is, well, what application is that for my life? Is that simply mm. an example I'm to follow? Or is there some kind of way that that saves me? And that's what the Christian church is all about, is revealing what the Bible itself says about the application so that you are daily comforted by Scripture without having to go to something like tarot cards. Oh, absolutely. And uh, another thing, too, in this article is uh, 
one of the people was supposedly Roman Catholic and also then mixing into this. I mean, what do we have to say to that where they're mixing in parts of Christianity and with with the tarot cards or the, these mediums? Well, in a sense, every Christian practices idolatry. It may not be with tarot cards, but it may be with something else that when it goes wrong, boy, they feel like their whole life is falling apart. We talked about idolatry could mean mm. uh, those people with really good looks, boy, they, they really just admire themselves or if they have nice cars or a nice house or a nice family. And that can supplant faith in Jesus Christ so that when something like that goes wrong, they lose their daily comfort. And this is really found in 18 to 25-year-olds who are looking for a spiritual path and answers to the challenges they are facing in an uncertain world. And, of course, the pandemic, with the upheaval and the unemployment, things like this, has, has caused uh, probably a bubble in this, as, as you said earlier, that they're, they're going online because uh, they're, they're uh, locked up or not supposed to go out because of the, of the virus. And thus, uh, they begin searching for some, some comfort and guide. And if they're not, if they're, parents or nuns that have left the church, you know, there is no guide. Yes. In fact, um, one of the readings that we hear in church often is Philip, who meets this Ethiopian eunuch who's reading from the book of Isaiah. And he says to Philip, uh, is this man talking about himself or is he talking about someone else? And he says, I don't know how to understand this unless someone guides me. And that's what the purpose of the Christian church is, for trained pastors to guide people in a proper application of the interpretation that's found in Scripture. Now, I ran across an an interesting Bible passage on this whole divination and and spirits and mediums. In Acts chapter 19, when Paul's in Ephesus, he the, the sons of Siva try to, to uh, expel evil spirits in the name of Jesus, and they were were rejected as a result. What do we have to say there? What do you say? Well, I say that they. Uh, the, the evil spirit went on to ask them, what are they doing in the name of Jesus? And, and started afflicting the, the, the seven sons who were a part of a, a Jewish faith, and they were getting nowhere. And I would say that they had no faith, or the faith that they had was not a saving faith with the Holy Spirit, because earlier in 19, talks about how Paul brought the, the gospel to Ephesus, and with it, the Holy Spirit. Yes. One of the interesting letters I read in, involved against uh, Tarot. Uh, this is what they said. Um, he says, read, and that was the 
writer of the article, believes that the most recent surge is specifically being led by young black tarot readers and those in the gay community. So let's get real. Black Americans, gay Americans, all Americans, please get rid of your tarot cards. Burn them, dump them, get them out of your house and your life. God says, do not practice divination or seek omens. There's a reason for that. This stuff is not neutral. You dial the wrong number, you're going to get the wrong person knocking on your spiritual door. It's quite simple. Do you want the loving, caring Lord Jesus Christ to answer your deep, sincere questions? Or do you want Mr. Catula and his oozing tentacle gang to come talk to you all dripping and drooling. I thought that was really well written. Yeah, I thought that was well written too when I when I saw that. And it's, it talks very much earlier to what you're talking about is where do you seek your comfort? It looks like when you're going to the tarot cards, you're, you're getting some comfort versus the comfort that you find in, in the gospel. Or this last Sunday where we... we uh, the Good Shepherd Sunday, where we talk about Christ coming and and nothing can snatch us out of his hands. Yes, not all the letters were very much against tarot cards. Here's one that I found interesting. It would be interesting to have science break the tie. A massive longitudinal study that measures outcomes of happiness, fulfillment, community engagement, wholesome living between a Christian population practicing prayer and a non-Christian population practicing divination. Also, it's quite revealing that people pit Jesus against Cthulhu. Uh, That's the tarot guy. I personally believe both are fictional characters, but Cthulhu is unambiguously H.P. Lovecraft's literary creation. And so this is how the devil gets people thinking that even Jesus is really a fictional character. Right. And uh, that uh, talks about our need for taking our kids to Sunday school, setting up some kind of uh, home devotions where we spend time explaining these things to them, that uh, it really makes a big, big difference in, in uh, talking about that. Because uh, in our younger days, I remember them being Ouija boards that people were out and about, and a pastor would have to go into a home and kind of exercise the home because of the problems uh, that the Ouija board was causing among the family members. One of the latest Lutheran witness, I think it was a February witness, put out by the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, is very good in really helping parents to teach their children at home. They talk about having daily devotions, going through the catechism, as you mentioned before, and so forth. And it's a great article, uh, great articles in it, to help people realize 
You want your children to stay away from divination, tarot cards, and other things that take away from the glory of Jesus. Then train them in the way they should go. Take them to church, Sunday school, and confirmation. Right. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's, it's the more that we can put into the hands of our, our children good things to read and watch in the Internet. Because I know of families that, that that very much monitor the time that their, their children spend on the Internet and, and uh, take time. Okay. To- and then we also tell them, make sure you listen to KFUO. I'm Tom Baker, and we've been talking with Wes Reimitz. Uh, Tomorrow is going to be Open Mic Friday, where you don't really get on the mic, but you can send me any email at lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com, and in that way we can respond to any of your questions. God bless you. Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO. Thursday on Issues Etc. We'll discuss what I wish my non-Lutheran family members knew about Martin Luther. Our guest will be Pastor Brian Wolfmiller, and we'll respond to your email and the Issues Etc. comment line, talk back at issuesetc.org or 618-223-8382. Issues Etc. Live weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 on KFUO.